I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live in Altspace every week. You can join us for free, even if you don't have a VR headset. Yes, it's true. Just log into Altspace from your laptop or PC, join our event, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today, we're talking about one of the most pressing issues of our era, a technology anxiety with a hyperconnectivity, an increase in depression, stress, and mental health issues. Here to discuss is Emfan Akban, shed some light on this issue and hopefully give us some solutions. No pressure, Emfan. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> give a warm <laughs> welcome for Emfan, who's going to solve all the world's problems right here on this stage today. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. I, I am so. I've been so excited to to join in and to be here um, to give you a little little background on myself. I I am assistant professor of accounting, Methodist University in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and very passionate about XR or the metaverse as as we call it um, right now. So happy to be here. Well, yeah, we're going to get into that in just a second, uh, because I am very curious about how you got involved in all of this. So uh, if anyone here has any thoughts or questions, don't uh, be shy. Use the raise hand option. Uh, Benzo, I already see you got your hand up. Uh, just let's do a little intro and we'll, we'll call on you. Uh, Jordan, Maggie Page, Kristen, nice to see you again. Kurt, anyone else has any thoughts or questions? We'll get to that in just a second. Um, so I, we should say also that a lot of these folks here uh, are regulars in alt space, and this is your first time. This is your first experience. So hopefully, everyone will give you a, a great first experience here in alt space in virtual reality. We're glad you could be here. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I do. I am very curious about your origin story and. Did a little bit of uh, background research on you. I found, like you said, you are a member of the American Accounting Association. If anyone is on Instagram and wants to follow you, you lift weights like a like a champion, and uh, you're part of the VR AR Association. So I'm curious how all of these threads come together um, to have you involved in the metaverse, virtual reality. Well, it. It all ties back to education. And I look at, so from an education standpoint, I look at the metaverse or XR, VR, same way that you look at AI or uh, data analytics. So I look at it as something vital as far as students need to be exposed to it, learning about it, and using it. So, so that's really where it came about. Mm -hmm. So what is your, your personal experience? So it seems like you're, you're quite a driven individual. I love this weightlifting that you're doing on Instagram. It's really <laughs> impressive. Um, and, and it just feels like that's a really intense hobby. Um, so you obviously uh, really sort of put yourself out there and really go all in whatever it is, is your, your interest. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm curious, where did that drive come from and, and how did it lead into this virtual space? Well, well I guess it's, it's two, 
really it's my wife. My wife is the one who's like, you need to post some of your power lifting and your competition to kind of show another side of you that you're not so serious. That's where I started posting uh, the different competitions. Outside of just work, I, I consider myself to be pretty competitive. So I enjoy competing in powerlifting uh, and, and uh, love the conditioning with it. As far as, so, so to go back to the whole um, metaverse, I'm an accounting professor. So what we're experiencing right now, all space, spatial, verbella frames, these, these are very important business models. So as an educator, key thing, you know, I, I remind other professors, particularly professors in higher education, is that job is to take a freshman. So if someone's coming in this fall, so I'm starting this fall in, in 2022, got to prepare them for the world they'll be in to graduate four years from now, 2026. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to, you, you, you really have to think about, okay, what will they be facing? What types of businesses, particularly in accounting, which is the, the language of business, what type of business models will be existing in four years from now, will be growing, what things do they need to know and understand? And again, I put the, we call it metaverse at this point, par with artificial intelligence or data analytics or, or, or other areas uh, in, in technology that are very important. So that was a driving factor is my students. That is it. The other thing with the power lifting, showing that that's that, like I said, my wife wanted me to show my students um, a different, different side. And a lot of my students, they love what, you know, what, you know, checking me out and things like that on, on Instagram. So a great way to connect. Absolutely. And of course I, I would imagine, you know, we we were we just had an event on generative art and you know even art is being affected by AI now but certainly accounting and anything to do with numbers is going to be affected by AI uh, and that field must be changing drastically you know by the month because of all of these sort of um, these AI who are able to assist with any kind of numbers and calculations is that is that true. It, it is true. However, from my perspective, I see the metaverse as a, from an accounting perspective, as a more, well, I'd say as a, I'd say it's more important in, in, in that sense. You're thinking about business and understanding business models because there's mm. so many pieces that are tied to it. So, and, and what I mean by that is world can go to flip to the, the, the blockchain side with cryptocurrencies. So you've got, these, you know, you've got Decentraland, Sandbox. So you have other virtual worlds which have a commerce perspective. Can also, you can broaden it back to at it more from uh if you uh 
lower level metaverse, if you think of video games like Fortnite and things like that. So there's a lot more components to it that tie in from a, so not to take anything away from AI, from a commerce, from money, so movement, buying and selling, if there's a larger component when we look at the metaverse and for accounting students, it's very important for them to understand how this is working. It's in point. In 2019, I wrote a book called The Hitchhiker's Guide to Virtual Reality. Hmm. 2019. So, and it came out, I finished, the, the book was published in, what was it, 2020, right? And you asked me, I have a headset and things like got Oculus Go and things like that. But when I wrote that book, the book was written for as a way for educators, not just uh, higher education, but, you know, uh, elementary teachers in general to introduce virtual reality to their students. By the time I wrote the book and the book came out a year later, we've got web VR. A lot of the things I was talking about in that book, not outdated, but old, <laughs> if, right. if that makes sense. So, yeah. so I think, you know, it's, it's very important to be cognizant of that and to, to tie in and to focus in on, on these areas, particularly for the students. Yeah, it's interesting. It is true that Time is accelerating in its speed, and it, it, right? And it feels like everything is happening so quickly. Now, I feel like Simulation Nation has been here. We're dinosaurs almost. We've been in here since 2020, and it feels like that's ancient history in, in, in old space land. Uh, you know, some of these people have been here even longer. Darren has been here a lot longer, and Kurt. Um, but, um, I'm, you know, that's why I think that one of the reasons we do uh, this podcast is that we're able to be immediate and we're able to hit the uh, attach, connect to our audience very quickly. I think you also have a podcast or you have, is that true? And you talk about NFTs and how that's going to affect things, blockchain, virtual reality. You have a, a yeah. also a, a yeah. Go ahead. You, what were you going to say? Well, I was oh. going to say, you have a, 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 besides your book, which takes a long time to get out into the presses, you've got something that's a little bit more immediate as well. Yeah, so it, it, we, I'm glad you brought it because I was talking to you. So my publisher, we're actually talking earlier today. Yes, I have podcasts, YouTube, so different media channels. And my publisher, we have published new, several books. We released a audiobook NFT. Oh. We released that last month on OpenSea. Wow. And so we were talking, and I was excited about this podcast today. So we were talking about that uh, earlier today. But yes, it is. It, there's a lot of connection with NFTs, seeing how technologies can, you know, how they're developing. But in our conversation today, which you brought up a good point, release this NFT audiobook. And we released it on the Polygon network. So there's low, lower gas mm -hmm. fees, but we were, the conversation we were having is that it's great, you know, the, 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 as far as with the gas fees, but it's complicated to buy. Mm -hmm. So we, we received a, a, 
you know, a good number of feedback. We receive views on the NFT. For someone who is not really uh, in really into or understanding how the wallets and crypto and all of this works, it can be challenging to purchase the, the NFT or to acquire the NFT. So this conversation was, you know, we, we went back and forth and it came up to either A, technology is going to get easier to use, B, more people are going to start using the technology. So mm -hmm. it, it, it comes down, and, and really my thesis is that more and more people are going to start using the technology as things continue to develop, just like you were saying, you start 2020, things are moving so rapidly and being adopted at a, a uh, wider pace, I think. Important yeah. to understand that. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, it's true that everything is, it's sort of, we're in a Cambrian explosion of all of this uh, interesting fields and DeFi and GameFi and all of these different uh, blockchains and, and mediums and all of that stuff. It's just sort of exploding right now and we don't, don't know which uh, will evolve to be the winners. And so you're, you're kind of, we're kind of splintered right now into all these different uh, silos and fields and, and nothing is really coerced into this sort of central thing that everyone uses, which is what you're saying, which is people will hopefully gravitate towards the technology. Uh, and maybe they'll, the winners will come out in the next five or 10 years. But right now, we don't know who's going to win. Everyone's just sort of experimenting with everything. So it is, it is uh -huh. quite interesting. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, so, so I wanted to get into a little bit about your, what you discussed in your TED Talk, which was a really great talk. And anyone who wants to find it can do, that, uh, do so on YouTube. And um, you talked a lot about you know, technology anxiety. and that is. And, and even though we're more hyper-connected today, there's also still a lot more stress and anxiety. And there's a lot of depression. Maybe there's uh, not as much connection with humans in some ways. You want to talk a little bit about that and, and uh, your feelings are on the technology anxiety side? Yes. So they, you're definitely right. There's a lot of FOMO, fear of missing out. Um, FOBO, fear of being offline. Um, so the, in, and a lot of that ties into social media. So if you talk about it from a social media perspective, it can be something that, that you really need to work on. Well, first of all, being aware of, you know, being aware of really, you know, Am I actually being anxious and how is this impacting me? If you use social media or if you're on social media, then working on ways to, to manage it, to, to either limit the amount of time that you're on social media or be cognizant of the amount of time that you're on social media. And, and also to analyze and look at ways that it, can impact you or it impacts your productivity. An accounting perspective, there is, so in, when I say accounting perspective, I'd say from a work perspective, as far as, um, let's say, different software or different productivity tools in the workplace can also be followed. Because there's so many different software programs that you may be 
you may know one, but you may miss out on another. And then there's something new that comes along. So in, in the accounting space, we're in Microsoft. So there's Microsoft Power BI, there's Tableau, now there's AlterX. There may be another software that comes along. So one way in, in that area as an educator and also as a professional to combat that is to focus on skills. And looking and looking at the landscape from a technology agnostic approach, meaning finding out what they call the, the, the through line or the common areas in the particular softwares or programs, understanding those skills, which can be transferable. So if you uh, are familiar with, let's talk metaverbella frames, you, know, you can, a lot of the same features and, and way you move around and the setup is similar to spatial. A lot of similarity with alt space VR. So it wasn't, I had, so when I came, this is my first time coming into alt space VR, use spatial, I've developed some sort of skills, so it wasn't as challenging to maneuver and to kind of figure things out um, as if I'd never been in a in an environment like this. So I think you know there's different ways to approach it, but that that was that was a good good question. I hope that helps a little bit. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, to, to get back to the to the sort of the, the FOMO idea, it's almost like um, everyone posts the airbrushed perfect version of themselves online right it's like you curate your content so you know my instagram it might be that i spend three weeks having a very boring doldrum of life and then i go on an exciting weekend and i post three or four or five pictures from that exciting weekend and and you and if you get that say you have 500 people you follow and all of those 500 people are posting only their best events looks like as you scroll through that everyone is having the most amazing time all the time but of course that is mm -hmm. not the truth and so sort of forget that those are curated examples of ourselves and mm. right and so it's it, it sort of i know uh, one of the interesting things you talked about is the idea of i think it was called uh hate liking what explained hate liking yeah. a little bit yeah so you're 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 liking but not because you really are enjoying or you're supporting it's it, it, it it's it, it's not it's not a good like it's more there's there's jealousy and envy involved there with that so i and, and you're right social media adds that aspect because you you may see things and you're like well wait a minute you know you don't know what is real and what isn't real and um, keep veering towards the uh, uh, accounting aspect of this. S some uh, research. So I've worked on some research. Actually, you can read this if you go to, and it's a Canadian company called Life Wrap Navigator. So they use my uh, research to look at. Um, how certain platforms, businesses can make certain posts um, for certain 
content they can get. There's a way to, to measure the monetary value for likes and, and comments and things like that mm-hmm. and dislikes and, and all of this and put a monetary value on it. It's, right. it's very interesting. Right. And I, I have a few thoughts about that. If anyone else has any thoughts or questions that they want to jump in, please use the raise hand option. We'd love to, to hear uh, your thoughts. Um, you know, I, I'm curious, you know, what is the answer to that? Is it just purely to set aside time every day to disconnect or is it to um, sort of, um, I don't know, what, how do you, how do you, how are we going to solve this problem? Because I know there was an interesting study that was just done in England where they thought, well, maybe mindfulness meditation will help adolescents and teenagers in high school deal with all of their depression and anxiety. They did this really long, extensive study, and they found that actually it doesn't help adolescents because they find mindfulness boring, and they just sort of tune out to the tuning out, and they want to plug back in. So how are we going to solve this issue? How are we going to get around that? I think it's that that's a good question. It's tough. I think the first thing is to be self-aware, understand what your uh, situation is and how things are impacting you throughout the day. I think that's the most important thing is to understand your uh, situation. For example, my publisher who I was on the phone with, he, he uh, disconnected Instagram because he was, he, he took the time to figure out, he looked on it actually on the app. It'll tell you how long you've been on there. And mm-hmm. he saw he was spending too much time on Instagram. He made a decision not to be on that particular app. So he's on other apps. He'll uh, access it you know, he, through, you know, he'll look at it in other ways through their business account and things like that. But only he's not uh, on the app. That's an extreme case, I would say. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to understand how it's impacting you, impacting your day, your lifestyle, your productivity, and then working on a plan to manage it. And I'm always deferring to the educator side of things. And I, I veer toward the management because for me, in the classroom, I let my students, they can. You know, you can be on your phone, you can use your phone because I know that there's FOMO. So I look at it more from my side. I'm doing my job if I'm able to keep the students from being on their phone or I find activities in the classroom to keep them on their phone, but not on social media. So we'll play Kahoot, we'll use um platforms like Nearpod, where they're on their phone answering questions, pull them away from that to keep them engaged. Mm -hmm. And I say that is, you know, it's kind of, it's addictive. So is it like a drug? So Mm -hmm. from the classroom side, I had some colleagues that I've seen that would have students check in their phones. They come to class, they had to put their phones in a box. And and you have a room full of frustrated people, you know, so um, I, I, I think management, understanding your situation, assessing your situation. I think that's, that's the key. If you're looking to kind of uh, streamline things, managing and understanding, well, if I'm on Snapchat, 
Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, fan base, Triller. If I'm on six platforms, really need to be on them. Why am I on them? Am I connecting with friends? Understanding why you're on uh, social media. It, I think being self-aware, I think that's the most helpful thing that you can do. Yeah, and I feel like we better hurry up and get society to be more self-aware because <laughs> I have this picture behind us right now of Mark Zuckerberg. It's uh, sort of out of this John Carpenter They Live movie, which is sort of consume, obey. And the idea is that you know, Mark Zuckerberg sees all the data. He sees how much people use Facebook and Instagram, but we're on the precipice of taking that two-dimensional uh, members, if you will, on our phones and putting it onto our heads in front of our eyes, which is where we are right now. We're in uh, a virtual reality. And of course, uh, Meta, uh, Facebook has now changed their name to Meta because their whole uh, business plan is catering towards that next leap in evolution of social media. Where it's not on a 2D device. It's all over your eyes. It's You're fully immersed in it. And so we're getting to a stage where the tools are becoming even more powerful to consume our time, consume our energy, consume our, you know, our, our everything. And so, um, yeah, we better hurry up and figure this out. Well, I think a lot of that is already here. That was a good point. You know, when you think about Instagram and you think about, let's say, Facebook um, or Snapchat. So, so some of those platforms are evolving from more of a social to an interest-based platform. So then you've got uh, TikTok, which is more interest. It, it has more of an interest base than the social. Going to the platforms like spatial, it's interest. You go into different rooms. Here you have worlds, so you can go and maneuver into what interests you versus the social. I think that is more of a draw, and you're correct with, especially with the immersive actor to it. Have the interest, have more immersion. You're more a part of it. I think. I think that's going to. It's going to be more of a sticky type of uh, platform if, if you if you, you think of it uh, from that perspective. Darren has something to say here. So how's it going, Darren? Hey, it's it's going really well. I just uh, listening to this conversation. I've been here almost over two years, and uh -huh. the point of view is different. You're right. You should always be accountable for where you what your goals are and where you're at. Be aware of what you're doing. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I just recently bought a new phone and um, uh, I had my old phone and it was working pretty well. It didn't interrupt me very much. But the new phone recently I got is a Samsung phone and I have all uh -huh. the services and I use uh, Google. Google's uh, built-in standard uh, Android system that we use the uh, built-in uh, make uh, features. Uh, usually, it goes uh. onto your phone, but also goes to your Google account. So, uh, uh. just this lately, this is just a, a quick example how the phone always grabs your attention. It starts randomly uh -huh. just sending me messages saying, "This is a this is what happened two years ago." It sends me a message uh, of a photo. I'm like, I really don't. Uh -huh. it's still, it just randomly just shows me that all the time. That's just one service uh -huh. out of many that will 
grab people's attention. So that's a mm-hmm. sort of a built-in sy- system that uh, they want to grab your attention so you keep on being addicted to the phone. And that's just one service, mm-hmm. which is probably, I haven't put uh, Facebook on my computer, on my phone. I have it on my computer. Mm-hmm. That way I have it, keep it at, uh, at bay. But uh, in terms mm-hmm. of, uh, you were saying the, the VR headset. Uh, if you know what to do with the VR headset and you try not to be addicted, depending on your personality, if you addicted to personality, you'll end up all the time. I, I usually just use it to build worlds, and that's my addiction is building worlds. Uh, I treat this as a, uh, just a tool, but you don't, it's not, you're not getting advertisements every so often. It's just a tool, and it, and it's actually better, I think, in certain ways, coming in here and being in uh-huh. this VR app is because you don't have constant uh, interruptions from different services asking you to look at this and look at that. And you don't you don't even have uh-huh. a cell phone on you. There's no cell phone on you, so that uh-huh. would be a, a big benefit actually being in in VR, as long as you don't have commercials uh-huh. around to grab your attention. Um, uh-huh. I think that's how totally. it seems to be a better way of, of filtering everything out and focusing on what you want. Well, that's uh-huh. all I say. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, yeah, thanks, Darren. And those were great points. And and. Again, put putting my educator hat on. Kudos to you because creating worlds, you're in this business model. So if you think about it, you're you're becoming acquainted with it. You understand how it works. You understand how it functions. So if you if you look at it from that perspective, about ten steps ahead, many people have not even you know headset, let alone gone into a, a world like this, let alone understand how it works. So, it's, so that's huge in, 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 in my opinion. And that's really what, what I advocate for and look to expose students to. You got to think about it unless you're comfortable with it. So you got to think about it right now, you, Darren, you're using this, this technology Years from now, when something else comes out, it's not going to be a big shocker for you because you already understand how it works. Imagine someone who's never seen it. It could be overwhelming for them. So that, that was that was really good. Yeah. I also think, you know, Darren, you're using it for all the right reasons, which are you're being creative, you're you're actively engaged in artistic endeavors and imagination. And, you know, you're not just a passive uh, uh, consumer who's just sucking in the stream of, of everyone's beautiful life. You're out there creating these worlds and creating realities. So, of course, I think that you're the, the poster child for how this could be a beneficial uh, thing. And this this actually leads me to uh, an interesting question because, you know, a lot of people came into Altspace uh, in uh, this virtual reality during the pandemic. And the question is, mm-hmm. you know, we were all isolated and we were all held in quarantine during the pandemic and we weren't able to uh, interact with people on a a day-to-day basis. And yet we could come in here still in quarantine from our couches and we could connect with people. So I guess the question is, you know, a lot of the technology that we have, yes, it's causing anxiety and and depression, but 
it also is providing connection and it's also providing a place where people can go that's safe from uh, illnesses or people who have mm -hmm. handicaps can come in here and don't have those. So I, I guess the question is, is it net positive or net negative, all of this um, technology and all of these new platforms? You have it, that was that? very good. Yes, I do. That was very good. I have a thought and example. So you, you talked about the pandemic. So, uh, Go back to the fall of 2019, I was in Savannah, Georgia at a school called SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design. I was a professor there. The pandemic, I would have uh, visitors coming into the classroom using something called Zoom. Pretty sure everybody's heard about Zoom right now, but if you go back to 2019, in my classroom, students never heard of it did not know what it was. So I, I had uh, different visitors coming into class. I had the students to use Zoom. Fast forward to uh, March of 2020 and into the summer, one of those students from that class in 2019 sent me an email and said, Professor, you know, I really appreciate you having us to use Zoom. This goes to your point. And I asked her, I said, you know, we were emailing and I was so why? I was just curious, why? Because, because of the pandemic, the lockdown, she had a job interview over Zoom. Mm -hmm. And she appreciated the fact that I had them to use Zoom. So she knew how to use the, the she was familiar with it. She would have experienced, she said, I would have had so much anxiety if I had to have an interview on this tool, on something this I've never used before, never heard of. And I had to have this, this huge job interview. I appreciate you for, for having us to use this to go through it. So I'm familiar with it. So when I, when I had the job interview, I knew how it worked. I knew what to click. I knew how to, I, she did not have any anxiety. So that's when, when I said, Darren, he's 10 steps ahead just by being exposed to these things. So when you talk about during the pandemic, using the metaverse, huge, it, 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 it's huge. And it can eliminate a lot of uh, anxiety. So it, when we talk about the metaverse today, Maybe it's not widely adopted in the workplace today, but two years from now, it may be. If you look at Verbella, they have virtual office spaces. Right. People are meeting. So, so you know, the, these things, exposure can reduce the anxiety. Yes, the technology can create anxiety if you've never used it before and you're put into situations. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting, and the I always wonder, you know, because there was a pin. The last pandemic was in 1919 or something like that. So I, but I think it was a very quick uh, uh, pandemic, and then it was over. Um, and I, I I often wonder what what if this pandemic had happened in 1919, where you know the the whole world is shutting down. I mean, okay, yes, there there is a lot of depression, anxiety now, but imagine if we didn't have all of this technology. When we shut down the entire world for two years, we can still connect with everybody. We can still work. We can still learn. We can still get educated, uh, and, and all of that. So I, I often wonder about that. If it, again, if it has a net positive or net negative, 
We have a few thoughts here, a few questions from the audience. So let's talk to uh, Cornelius. How's it going, Cornelius? Hey, hello. Hello, my friends. See you. <laughs> well, just, hey. just want to add that I think the, the technology doesn't, is not the, the cause of the, of the anxiety. It's the way that we use it or the way that some, mm -hmm. some platforms are designed. But technology, it's just technology. We can use it whatever we want, right? It's, it's, it can be like, in fact, for the pandemic, it was incredible, all the things that happened oh. with the technology. And, and at my job, we, we went all, uh, all to work remotely and we are not returning. Oh. Like the, the company is going to stay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And it's incredible because that I, I don't need to, to commute to my office. And that gives me some peace, right? It's, it's not the opposite of anxiety. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, I, I don't think te technology itself is, is a bad thing. There are, I think, if not exposed to it, put in situations where you have to use it, that can create the anxiety. So those situations. Um, another interesting thing, so you brought that up, Cornelius. I was in a meeting with uh, a, a manager from KPM, from an accounting firm, KPMG. He was saying that many of the new associates, they, they want to come into the office instead of being at home. So the younger associates that may not have, and, and he explained it, he was, he was very straightforward. They may not have family. You know, they, they don't want to be on teams 10 hours a day or eight hours a day in their room, prefer to be in the office where they can talk to different people. So, so, and so for, for some of them, it causes some type of uh, anxiety situations. Not the tech, not not to say that the technology is bad. So that was a good point. The situations can create uh, that anxiety and stress. Yeah, and I think it's also you know what we're talking about with uh, Meta and Facebook is the is the business incentives, right? The incentive is to create these dopamine kicks every time you get a like on your photo and to get addicted to it. So you're constantly going back like a, a hamster, a Pavlov's dog, to try to get more of that dopamine and they built this sort of business model around addiction, getting you to come back to the app as much as possible. And perhaps there's a different incentive model that we could use that's more along the lines of like, Derek, you need to invent an incentive model where it's like, how can we have the maximum amount of people creating things and being imaginative or something like that? I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. The, the incentive model, having you there, think a lot of this tech so there's a company in Chicago called in context solutions and they 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 create virtual uh so for example for Walgreens Walgreens is one of their clients they create virtual stores so instead of them building a mock store deciding what to put on certain shelves create a virtual store and then they have people to move around in there and they do eye tracking. I think a lot of, mm -hmm. so we talked about it earlier. I think a lot of 
uh, information. There's a lot of data tracking um, in in uh, there's an opportunity to capitalize on the data tracking or what your attention is going to in the virtual worlds, particularly with advertising. You go into these world where you see a lot of advertising and things like that. There's a lot of data tracking opportunities as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we always love to talk about, we have been talking about it, but we love to just sort of end on the idea of where do you think this is all headed? Uh, but we sort of talked about it a little bit, these different, uh, you know, data tracking and things like that. We talked about AI a little bit. Um, how do we make sure that the future is not a dystopic place? <laughs> how, do we, how do we integrate this technology in a way that is uh, helpful and healthy? Um, any thoughts on that? I think by doing things like this and, and using the technology to share ideas, spread uh, information, and to continue to, to grow, the more people are, are using it in a positive way, sharing the information, that drives the, the course of the technology, in, in my opinion. I think definitely there will be there's different models and methods to monetize. I think that's definitely going to happen. I think ultimately it comes down to the to the users of the technology on on how it will go. Because just like you were saying earlier, there's different platforms. So there's not one set model that we have. So it, right now we, we don't know how things will move uh, next two years and the next three years. I think a lot of that is user-driven. Um, yeah, if anyone had any final thoughts, this is your last chance. Otherwise, uh, I'm curious, and what is uh, up next for you? You've got a bunch of books, you've got a podcast, you've got a TED Talk, and now you have a Simulation Nation Talk, the top of the mountain. Where do you go from oh. here? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to say. I mean, I was, like I said, I've been really excited about this this talk, especially being in all space VR, the, 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 the one thing I can say right now, we're working on another NFT. I, I was on the, like I said, we were talking about this event earlier today. We're working on releasing another NFT audio book. So I'm moving forward and, and pushing forward with that uh, platform. So I love any ideas to uh, connect with with everyone. I appreciate everyone for coming. And if anybody has any ideas, that comments, love to uh, talk and discuss. Cool. And how could people get in touch with you if they're not here now, but they hear the, the podcast or they watch this on YouTube later on? How can they reach out to you? Uh, you can reach out to me on... Instagram, so you can go uh, mfanakpan on Instagram, send me a message, or you can go on there, you can send an email to me, um, or you can go to my website, mfanakpan.com, and send me a, a, uh, a message, I, I will, will answer. Okay, great. Well, um, I think, it, you know, it was great having you here, Mfan. I'm glad we could do this. And I feel less anxious already. So maybe you did solve all the problems <laughs> because I feel so calm. <laughs> so, 
But thank you so much. I'm, uh, thank you for going through the trouble of setting up an Altspace account and coming in here and uh, and playing with us uh, in the metaverse. And uh, it was great to have you. And I, I donned my suit for the first time today to match your wonderful oh, suit. Dressed it up. You, you brought class in here into Simulation Nation, something we're <laughs> definitely in need of. So thank you. Oh, uh, uh, it's 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 been a definite pleasure and and honor. It's no trouble. Like I said, I was so excited about it, and I'd I'd love to uh, come back again. Very cool. Well, we'd love to have you. So. Uh, thank you, everybody, for teleporting into this worldcast of Simulation Nation. Whether you're with us here in reality, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube at The Simulation Nation. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram, which is also The Simulation Nation, Twitter at SimNationVR, and our Discord server. And join us next time for Entertainment and the Metaverse with Sherwin. Till then, stay plugged, my friends.